Welcome to The Daily Cut, a podcast of Park Community Church. I'm Trevor Lovell, a pastor from our Near North location. Throughout this season, we wanted to create something consistent that would help add even a little sense of rhythm to life. And so to do that, we've altered our use of this podcast, and instead, we'll be posting a short devotional every day. We hope you'll join us and we'll enjoy listening. This is The Daily Cut, and I'm Trevor Lovell. All right. It's good to be with you all. Once again, I hope you're faring well in this season. And I hope you've been enjoying these episodes through Philippians. I know it's been, a, it's been a, a good book for us, I think, in this season to be going through. So I hope it's been an encouragement. And I do want to throw out a quick question here at the top. Part of what we're trying to do with these devotionals, right, is to help establish even a small rhythm in the life of our church and in our own lives, because rhythms help us to have a sense of normalcy, right? Maybe not the normal that we're used to, maybe not the normal we'd like to get back to, uh, but a new normal, even in the midst of this season. And so the question I want to ask is, when do you listen to these? When do you listen to these podcasts? Is there a rhythm that you have on a daily basis? Is it when you're getting ready in the morning? Do you listen to yesterday's episode? Uh, while you wash the dishes after dinner, do you just throw in the headphones? Maybe it's during a walk that you take. And I was talking to a friend of mine. She was saying that she listens to these um, every afternoon when she takes a walk. And so whenever it is, I just think it's, I think it's a good thing. And I think it's fitting uh, to, to kind of fit this inside of your own rhythm that helps bring out that sense of normalcy, even a little bit more, you know, not, again, not the normal that, that we're all used to, but the new normal in this season um, that maybe that God is helping us to create in the midst of this um, so, all right, that's just an encouragement. Let's jump in now. Today, we are going to be looking at Philippians chapter 2, verses 19 to 24. So Philippians 2, verses 19 to 24. And as we've been working through this book, we've continually seen this theme of rejoicing in the midst of difficult circumstances. We see that, uh, we've seen it so far, and we'll see it even more as we go. And in this passage, we see an aspect of that today uh, that specifically is highlighting relationships, how relationships play into that for us, how... Uh, the, you know, the relationships that we have can help us and be an encouragement to us in the midst of our difficulties and also how we can be there for other people in the midst of theirs. As Paul writes to, um, you know, Paul's getting after this as he's kind of writing to the Philippians about one of his own closest relationships uh, with a, a guy named Timothy, who was a, a younger pastor that Paul mentored and uh, had with him within ministry and kind of trained him up and everything. So, uh, so with that, we'll jump into the passage, we'll read this together, and then we'll spend some time pulling some things out of it. So this This is Philippians chapter 2, verses 19 to 24. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I too may be cheered by news of you. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. For they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know Timothy's proven worth, how as a son with a father, he has served me, served with me in the gospel. I hope therefore to send him just as soon as I see how it will go with me. And I trust in the Lord that shortly I myself will come also. Amen. Amen. So just a quick recap, Paul is writing from prison, which is why he can't just go to Philippi himself, right? He can't just travel and drop in on them for a couple of weeks because he's locked up. So what he says here is that instead he's going to send Timothy. And he goes on to say after this that he's going to send somebody called Epaphroditus as well, another one of their friends and ministry partners. But before that, he just talks about Timothy here. And basically what he says is he's going to send them in his absence to check on the church in Philippi, to check on these Philippians. And uh, they're actually 
actually, it's going to be Epaphroditus who's going to actually deliver this letter. Um, but then they're going to they're going to care for the church and they're going to help them. And they're basically going to do for the Philippians what Paul would have done for them if he could have gone himself, if he could have been there himself. They're going to stand in Paul's place in his absence. In a first glance, it kind of seems like that's really all that Paul is saying here, that he's moved on from, you know, the heavy theology with the, the hymn earlier in this and, you know, working out your fear, uh, your salvation with fear and trembling. Okay, Paul's just talking about, you know, he's going to come there, he's going to send this person. It's just not that deep right here, just kind of some basic information until you slow down and pay a little bit more uh, closer attention to the language. And we see that Paul's actually doing something pretty significant here too, uh, while he's still just talking about these plans, right? He's saying, I'm going to send Timothy. But also what we see is that in the way that he describes Timothy, he's using him as an illustration. He's using Timothy's life and character to illustrate what he's just called the Philippians to earlier in this chapter and what he said about Jesus in this chapter earlier too. And how we talked about Jesus, about how in the incarnation, Jesus set aside his own interests. He said he, he didn't count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but instead he sought our benefit by taking on our humanity and dying for us on the cross. Right? Instead of counting equality with God a thing to be grasped, instead of doing that, Uh, He set all of that aside so he could die on a cross. And he did that for us, right? That's humility. That's putting the interests of others ahead of your own to an extreme degree. And Paul is saying here uh, in talking about Timothy, is he's saying that's what Timothy does too. Timothy does the same thing. And he says this about him more specifically in verse 20. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. For they all seek their own interests not those of Jesus Christ. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare, for they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. And this exact, this, this comparison, what he's bringing out here, right? He's highlighting Timothy and he's kind of uh, in this comparison and he's, he's putting down the others who weren't willing to go to Philippi, who weren't willing to help Paul in this way, saying that, you know, all they're doing is seeking their own interests. They're not even interested in the things that Jesus is interested in. And this is actually the same critique that Paul has used earlier in this chapter for the Philippians, saying that they're only concerned about themselves to the point that it's even caused dissension among them. It's caused problems in their community. Because back in verses three and four of this chapter, we saw that he said this, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And it's kind of crazy how when you compare them, these these verses here, verse four here, and then verses 20 and 21, especially 21, they're basically mirror opposites, right? Because he says to the Philippians in verse four, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And then in comparing Timothy to the others who wouldn't help Paul, he says this, for I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare, for they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others in verse four. Then in verse 21, for they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. And so you see in the first half of each verse, it's, it's saying the same thing. It's condemning looking only to your own interests. But then there's a slight difference in the second half of each one of them. In the first one, it says, but look to the interests of others. And then in the second half of the second one, verse 21, it says, uh, to those of Jesus Christ, and basically what the point of that similarity is, right, that, that these were constructed this way on purpose, the point is 
seeking the interests of others is seeking the interest of Jesus. Seeking the interest of others is seeking the interest of Jesus. If you want to join in the mission of Christ, become genuinely concerned about the welfare of others. That's how you do it, because that's what Jesus cares about, the welfare of others. And what Paul is saying to the Philippians is that I'm sending someone to you who already lives this, who lives exactly what I'm calling you to. Paul is sending Timothy as a living illustration of what he's calling them to. And that being the case, it's an interesting question to ask ourselves, right? That that Paul's saying, Timothy, his life is an illustration of humility. It's an illustration of the gospel. And so it's an interesting question for us just to consider. What do our lives illustrate? What are we genuinely concerned about to the point that our lives illustrate this value, that they show how important this thing is? What do our lives illustrate? It's a convicting question, right? Because I think if we're honest, the answer isn't always the welfare of others, right? It's not that we don't want the best for others, but it's easy to get caught up in our own interests, especially in a season like this, when there's so much to be concerned about. But what's especially challenging about Paul's words on Timothy here, right, is that he says, Timothy's interests align with Jesus Christ. Timothy is concerned about what Jesus is concerned about. And those of us who have a tendency to get caught up only worrying about ourselves, when we've done that, right, when we've fallen into that rut, essentially we've fallen away from the concerns of Christ. We've fallen away from holding as important the things that Jesus calls important. It's not that we can't think about ourselves, but in the same time, are we concerned about the welfare of others? It's a challenging question, right, for sure. And so I think the question for us to wrestle with in application of this is, especially in a season like this, whose welfare are we genuinely concerned about? Right? Who in your life, who in your life should you be genuinely concerned about right now? Right? Who are you praying for? Who are you calling? Who are you checking in on to see how they're doing and if they need anything? Whose welfare are you genuinely concerned about? And let me just encourage you as we close, right? Maybe your response to this has been, but, but what about me, right? So I'm supposed to be genuinely concerned about the welfare of others, but who's looking out for me? And to that, I just say two things, right? First, caring is contagious. As you start caring for other people, they're gonna care about you too. That's how relationships develop, real relationships, the kind that you can count on. Right, caring is contagious. And second, there is always one who is looking out for your interests. Right? There is always one, one who is genuinely concerned for your welfare, one who was so concerned for you that he stepped into time, right? took on your humanity and died on the cross in your place and for your sins and for mine too so that we could have life and hope and forgiveness and so that we too, just like him, could turn our attention to others. So we too could be genuinely concerned for the welfare of those we love, just like him. Thanks for listening today. I hope you're doing well. We'll be back tomorrow with another short devotional. So stay tuned.